0: Welcome to I've Got One. I'm Jim O'Connell.
1: I'm Andy Scherabski.
0: And we are back.
1: Uh, It's been three years. We took a a three-year hiatus.
0: To be honest, we thought it was done. We thought
1: we were done. (laughs) Uh, Previously in the podcast's original format, we had people telling us Stories that defined them, uh, stories that felt like they were a pivotal moment in their lives.
0: And right now we are all going through a pivotal moment in, in all of our lives collectively.
1: We are currently in Chicago under a shelter in place order. So we were looking for a way to connect with more people than just the two of us in our apartment.
0: And so we decided we wanted to open up our phone lines and just talk to you. Talk to friends, friends of friends, whoever wants to talk, commiserate, Vent about this situation.
1: Yeah, so we're going to be calling people, checking in on them, seeing how they're doing and asking them some questions about how this is affecting their lives.
0: We hope that by hearing the voices and stories of other people going through this, you feel a little less alone.
1: Our first call is with Lisa Burton, who is a friend of mine. Uh, we perform together in Chicago and she also works at the Lincoln Park Zoo. Oh, we don't need video but i mean you you can if you want to um. <laughs> i will not video thank you for being our uh, our first call this is
2: exciting this is <laughs> yeah happy to this is exciting
0: so lisa um for like people that don't know you already like we do could you just do a little quick introduction
2: sure uh, my name is lisa burton i grew up in minnesota I moved to Chicago in 2008 to pursue comedy, uh, but I have a background in biology and in theater. So I have two BAs, hashtag hot brag. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, let's make that a real hashtag, hey, hot brag. Um, <laughs> and I work at Lincoln Park Zoo during the week. And then at night, I work, basically my second full-time job is getting to, um, teach and perform, uh, improv and sketch comedy. So that's me in a nutshell. Is, does that work as a bio? Is that a thing? Yeah, it that
0: does. I'm curious how the zoo is, is doing. I mean, obviously it's closed, but what is sort of the protocol there?
2: Yeah. So the zoo is officially, uh, closed until further notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means for Lincoln Park Zoo, that means uh, necessary personnel only, mm-hmm. which for us includes people like the keepers, uh, it includes people like the security people, but uh, it's really only like one person at a time kind of in that space um to care for animals right now. That's as I understand it currently. Sure. Cause I'm not there. So I don't know. What I will say is working at a zoo, because I work in the education department of the zoo. So for me, that that I primarily work with CPS like in CPS schools. Um, and so this has been pretty bonkers kind of seeing how Uh, CPS has been reacting to things and how quickly or not quickly they have been reacting and responding. Um, But I will say even being in the education department at the zoo, I of course have access to keeper people who are my friends and who do send me adorable Snapchats of how the baby penguin is doing. (laughs) That's um, awesome. Yeah. So how how the zoo is handling things. That's kind of it right now. I think since the zoo um, operates from donations and grants and that kind of stuff, I think that, you know, some of that is uh, dependent on how the stock market is doing. So there is some concern there, but that's with all the nonprofits in the city. That's any academic institution that is in the city of Chicago is dealing with that kind of stress. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe my job is a uh, like a safe kind of grant type thing. So I think I'm, I think my job is safe, which I'm really fortunate and really lucky for, Mm -hmm. but yeah, overall that's, that's kind of how it's
0: going. I just thought of something sort of related to the zoo Um, when it's not, you know, a quarantine situation or a virus is going on, how are the animals at the zoo sort of affected by people? Having worked around animals, I'm just curious, like, Mm -hmm. is it very stressful on them when there are people in the zoo?
2: Oh, good question. I, you know, I think it's different for different animals, but at Lincoln Park Zoo, for sure, um, I can say uh, we are a pretty, um, what. In in the like zoos and aquariums world, you would call a uh, conservative zoo. I say that to say we like err on the side of animal wellness, um, and I think mo- you know most zoos and aquariums will do that. But then there are some that are not say like accredited zoos and aquariums and whatever, uh, aka Kentucky Down Under, which is a tourist trap off the highway. That was <laughs> a. <laughs> um so there are places like that that'll be like y'all want to see a baby joey and it's like (laughs) no. (laughs) No. but at our zoo i don't know if we see too much of a difference uh just because the animals are are pretty happy in their habitats anyway um and they don't see a ton of people besides the people that give them food Mm -hmm. which i think would be the only major difference for them is that maybe they're not getting their you know, meals from the exact same person every day because they can't have two people in the same space at a given time, you know? Uh So, uh, and again, I don't know what their schedules look like, so I'm not sure keeper schedule wise, but I do know that some animals react differently to different keepers. So what I will say is that I, you know, there's a possibility that some of the animals are, you know, missing their keepers that they don't get to see on a daily basis. Mm. seen some surprising behavior on Facebook from people who I love and trust or in the past have loved and trusted that I've been like what are you saying right now mm-hmm. about this right I hit this one woman who's uh I'm not gonna out her but she's maybe like uh 10 years younger than me right I'm in my like mid-30s and this one's like 10 years younger than me and was saying something about like if our government hasn't, lied to uh, or if our government has lied to us in the past what's telling me that this isn't just a lie from our government she was like so i'm just i'm gonna go outside anyway and like that was her whole response and there was this barrage of things underneath saying of people who were like but i'm a nurse and this is a nightmare and like all of this stuff and underneath she was still just like yeah i don't care
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, sure. you're right. On the flip side of that, like, we can be hopeful that people will make positive changes, but I think, like, it, this is also revealing some of the worst of human behavior, like, yeah. everyone operating in their own self-interest.
2: Exactly. So I think, like, in that vein, I feel like, I, you know, I would hope that people would change, but also um, some people won't believe it, you mm-hmm. know, for the same reasons that I believe the article where the dolphins are coming back, right? Sure. So it, it, it's that's I guess maybe the more to the point of like this is such a bizarre world of like who to believe what to believe and all of that I do you know I feel like fundamentally in our bones we we should know that by not being outside and not driving cars that the air gets cleaner like that that's (laughs) (laughs) right that feels instinctive to me Mm -hmm. but people that may not be as instinctive I don't know
0: um, you said that you're able to keep your job at the zoo, but how are you feeling sort of performing wise? Uh, a lot of our friends and you included Ugh. do shows. How is that kind of world right now? What a
2: nightmare. This is just like so uh oof. It's like Yeah. What do you what do you even say about this feeling? It's like the, the feeling of like just like going inside and being like, what should I do? So I, I did cruise ships for second city. In- for like three years. And I feel like that really prepared me for this experience Um, Mm. because you had days where you were at sea with nothing to do and also no internet. So, um, So you ended up having to read a lot and maybe practice guitar if you had remembered to bring your guitar with you on the cruise ship. So I think that gave me a pretty good understanding of how to just hang out with myself and not, and again, like also not feel pressure to hang out with the person who I live with. Um, cause I live with Tim, my boyfriend and there, I think for some people is becoming this like, Oh, I should hang out with my roommates or I should hang out with so-and-so. Um, I've heard that a little bit and it's like, Nope, you actually don't have to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was there any like health scare on the boat? I remember, I I feel like I've heard from other people who have done cruise ships that there was like a norovirus outbreak or like a pink eye situation. Oh,
2: yeah, or GI. So Mm. there was something called GI. That was, that's like, if you ever take a cruise, it's the whole reason why they have the uh, sanitation stations everywhere. Mm. Uh, Our cruise ship, there was a a pretty racist thing that. everyone was required to say which was happy happy washy washy oh god yeah and happy happy washy washy is the thing that you say uh when it's the thing that the crew members were told to say when people were going in to eat so if you were on your way into the buffet there was a person standing there with um sanitizer there was someone on your way out as well happy happy washy washy and oh, my god yeah, how many more times can I say it, right? <laughs> uh, but the whole reason is because of GI, which was this thing, like, if you got it, you got it. Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, I, I think <laughs> so. Jim, do you have an opinion? Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like where you would get the shits really bad. Like, oh, no. so you would, it was like this horrible thing. And if you got it, if you ended up having diarrhea, you would have to call the staff captain and say, hi, I have the shits. And then they would, <laughs> I quarantine you to your cabin. So <laughs> yeah. you could not go anywhere. It was a nightmare, but I don't remember. I don't remember dealing with it at all on our cruises. Um, but there were a couple of scares for sure. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know other people who have dealt with it on their cruise. How, what kind of ways are you all coping with the, uh, like, how are you coping? What are the things that you're doing every day? um
0: god (laughs) i don't know that i've fully like
2: (laughs) we're maybe not i don't know
0: i don't know that i've fully like come up with like uh like accepted the reality which i know is true and Mm -hmm. i'm like all right now this is what i do i'm still kind of like waking up like probably too late like staying up too late kind of like wow this feels like a weird like um in between time so i haven't fully like committed to a, a schedule i'm playing piano Trying to like, yeah. you know, distract because I can get in the zone with that for an hour or so at a time. Mm-hmm.
1: I, yeah, I am. I mean, I will say this has been like weirdly the most social week I've had in a while, in that, like, I have talked to friends that I haven't talked to in a really long time. I have, yeah. you know, done uh, video chats with people whose faces I haven't seen in a really long time, who I've just been texting with. Um, so that's been sort of like, keeping me afloat. And yeah. I like my bar, my bar studio has like on demand classes that I've been doing, like, um, you know, video, video classes. I'm not doing like the whole class. Cause like, I don't feel like doing any core exercise right now. Cause I'm like, who can, who can be bothered <laughs> at this moment, but mm-hmm. like moving around a little bit and then like going on a walk every day for us has been good. But yeah. I also think for me, I'm like exhausted by, both the cleaning and then also thinking about the cleaning, like Mm -hmm. I'll like Mm -hmm. wake up and I'll be like, I gotta sanitize the doorknobs again. Like I, it doesn't take that long, but like Mm -hmm. I think like I'm emotionally exhausted because I was already kind of emotionally pretty raw around germs and hand-washing. And so like Mm -hmm. I just, I I feel just like emotionally exhausted by like Lysol wipes (laughs) right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I had my mental break yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had my like I I was playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> which is, uh it's a pop it's currently a popular Switch game right like as of right now. It's a very cute kind of like farm simulator type game um but it's all little animals and You have your own private island that you have to build up into kind of a city if you want. And Sam Super, who I love dearly, and he and I have been playing this game and he comes to my island sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He told me yesterday morning, he was like, Yeah, well, I made a mistake and I, I mined all of my rocks from my island on the first day. He's like, I like broke all my rocks for the first day. And so the next day, you only get one rock per day. Mm -hmm. He's like, Oh, I really fucked up my rocks. He was like, I really fucked up my rocks. Now, while that is a dumb, like, it's just like a silly, innocuous thing. It made me laugh so hard yesterday that I, like, just that thing in my head of being like, this is the most important thing in my life right now, which is Animal Crossing. Yeah. And that Sam fucked up his rocks on day one. <laughs> and I, it was so important. And I was laughing so hard. And I went into Tim in the other room, who is not playing this game. <laughs> and I, I sounded like a crazy person, similar to how I'm sounding right now. <laughs> you got to understand that Sam fucked up his rocks. Sam messed them up and he cannot get more rocks. <laughs> laughing so hard that I started crying. Like actual crying, like actual sad tears. And I was like, and he stopped and he was like, are you okay? (laughs) I was like, I don't know. But like it, I could not have written and performed it as well as it actually happened. (laughs) I thought that I was pretty mentally okay. I thought that I was doing okay. And then that thing happened yesterday and I was like, oh no, I think I'm a little lonely. I'm a little like, I need something else to be
0: doing. Um, Did Sam figure out the rock situation?
2: No, his rock (laughs) situation. It's going to take him days to reject
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm worried about Sam's Rocks I don't even know this game
2: If you have a Switch Oh, please get off I might have to
0: order one and wipe it down
2: (laughs) Yeah, you will have to order it from Amazon Wonder what to do with that box Wipe down the box And then I've been doing I've been doing that I get up in the mornings uh, and something that I've been practicing for a while before all this happened is that I've been getting up really early and meditating and doing some writing and um, like I had just set myself up with a good morning practice anyway. So I've been doing that. I've been continuing that routine, which has been nice. Mm -hmm. Um, That's good. Just to have that regularity that like, Oh, this is, this at least feels a little normal.
1: We wanted to sort of leave off with, Lisa, if there's something you want to offer everyone um, to bring a little
2: levity. Really, what I have for you is um, the story of how I discovered my snail of this, like, this. So I have a snail that is in my house. Amazing. And uh, and I'm going to tell you the story of how I discovered the snail because I did not purchase this snail. The snail (laughs) came up. I when I first started out doing aquarium hobby stuff I didn't know where to look and I was looking online I found a fish tank that I wanted called a biorb biorb b-i-o-r-b biorb and they're a really simple thing they're actually looked, they're frowned upon in the aquarium hobbyist group because um because the filter is not big enough for some shit for the tank. <laughs>
0: <A> <laughs> um, specific <laughs> hobbyist just, aquarium uh, gripes.
2: Yeah, you can tell I'm I'm a hobbyist light when it comes to aquariums. But I really wanted one cuz they're really pretty. It's this beautiful round fish tank. It's got really colorful lovely foliage that you can purchase for the fish tank. It comes with everything. So it comes with um, like the stuff at the bottom, which they call substrate, it's these bigger rocks. You don't put little pebbles in. Uh, I actually found the biorb on Craigslist. So I found it for like $30, which these these tanks are usually $170. So $30 bucks for a biorb Thanks. felt awesome. Yeah. it's a good deal. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I am nothing if not a deal mistress. So <laughs> I got this biorb. I got everything set up. And then I bought this stuff called uh, Eco-Complete Planter Aquarium Substrate. This is not the directed substrate that you should put into a biorb. Come to find out, you're not supposed to use little rocks in a biorb because they get stuck in the filtration. So I had to empty out the biorb. This is all boring. That's cool. (laughs) When I put I separated out all of the live plants. I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna be able to do live plants in my biorb. And in one of the two separate planters, um, this little snail all of a sudden was like in the planter. Wow. Uh, And so I called this little snail Ted Bundy. Because he just showed up and it was a little creepy because I don't know how he (laughs) got there. (laughs) Uh, Not to make light of murder, but also I don't know how he got there. (laughs) Doing a little reading, it's like he could have showed up in the substrate or he could have been on the plant, which is probably more likely. But through all of that, this little snail, he's a common pond snail. He, uh, also known as a donkey's ear snail. Hmm. Um, I keep calling him he, but they're hermaphroditic so that they have male and female parts. Um, They can reproduce sexually and asexually. And I love watching him. He can, like, um, crawl across the surface of the water, which was something I did not realize that snails do. Can they Uh, really?
1: There's enough surface tension for them to do that?
2: Yeah, it's adorable. You can check out my Instagram story. at (laughs) quintessential. And look at the, I have a story right now of him like having crawled all the way across the water. It's so cool. This little snail just ultimately ended up being like one of the joys of my sunroom. I just love him so much. I call him Ted so that people don't know that I named him Ted Bundy. <laughs> and, um, and I think that's the end of my story, but that's, is the story of how a major like a pretty it's a pretty big like aquarium hobbyist mistake um how that mistake turned into just one of the most wonderful gifts of my sunroom. I can't think of a
1: better person to get sent a surprise snail than than, than you actually. You cuz you 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 will be able to give that snail the best possible.
2: <laughs> He's so well, Lisa, thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah,
0: thanks a lot.
2: Yeah, thanks, you guys, for offering the the opportunity. This was so fun and a really nice uh, reprieve and retreat from the rest of my solo day. All right, you guys, stay healthy, stay hydrated. You too. All right, you too. Bye, Lisa. Bye. Bye.
0: Oh, there's that snail.
1: I know, I watched it. That video
0: is awesome. He's just like skating. Oh, yeah. wow upside down. Thank you for listening to our first quarantine episode of I've Got One. If you would like to call in and talk to us, we can set that up. We have plenty of time uh, and that's why we're doing this. So email us at I've Got One podcast at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.
1: Stay safe, wash your hands and thank you for listening.